Are you in the real estate business and find yourself bogged down with tasks that keep you from focusing on what truly matters like closing deals and growing your business? Well, we have the perfect solution for you. Meet REI World Solutions Virtual Assistants. These are not just any virtual assistants. They are professionally trained, monitored, and managed to get the job done, allowing you to accelerate your business to new heights. Imagine having a dedicated assistant taking care of the things you either don't want to or don't have the time to do. Sounds like a dream, right? Here's what they can do for you. One, call or text prospects. Yes, they will do the prospecting for you, be it cold calling or texting, saving you a ton of time. Two, gauge prospects for interest. They will contact and vet your entire list, identifying the prospects most likely to convert into customers. Three, provide detailed lead information for follow-up. Once they pinpoint likely customers, you get notified in real time, allowing you to follow up immediately and close more deals. That's not all. These virtual assistants are real estate specialists with experience spanning real estate investors, property management companies, brokers, agents, and service providers. They are driven by core values of integrity, preparedness, stellar customer service, and a dedication to growth and learning daily. So why wait? Let the REI, World Solutions Virtual Assistants, be the backbone of your business, helping you scale and grow with meticulous attention to detail. Remember, with REI, World Solutions Virtual Assistants, you're not just hiring help. You're building a culture rooted in mission and goal setting, a culture that stands tall on professionalism and a strong focus on customer service. REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance, your partner in achieving your business needs and goals. To get started with REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance today, visit moneyisfunnyshow.com forward slash VA. That's moneyisfunnyshow.com forward slash VA. It's time to take the leap towards a more prosperous business. REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance. Are you a real estate investor looking for that perfect financial partner to fill your property ventures? Or perhaps you're a lender eager to dive into a lucrative investment opportunity? Well, I have some exciting news for you. Introducing the United States Real Estate Investor Lending Program, the dynamic platform that bridges the gap between real estate investors and a network of private and hard money lenders, creating a win-win for everyone involved. Here's what you can look forward to. For investors, one, capital fuel. Get essential funding you need to make your property ventures a roaring success. Two, financial partnership. Forge vital business relationships and step up your financial freedom game. For lenders, one, Diversified investment portfolio. Lending to real estate investors not only diversifies your investment portfolio, but also potentially increases your overall returns while reducing risk. Two, attractive returns. Enjoy higher interest rates compared to traditional lending options, giving you the potential for significant returns on your investment. Three, access to qualified borrowers. Save time and effort in finding and vetting real estate investors. The platform connects you with a network of dedicated and experienced investors, increasing the likelihood of successful ventures. So, whether you're looking to request a deal funding or offer funding solutions as a lending partner, the United States Real Estate Investor Lending Program is your gateway to the world of opportunity and rewards delivered right to your email inbox. Ready to embark on a more prosperous real estate investing journey? Get started now. Visit moneyisfunnyshow.com slash lending. That is moneyisfunnyshow.com slash lending. Take your first step to a bigger bottom line with United States Real Estate Investor Lending. That is United States Real Estate Investor Lending. Universe. 
Media. Network. 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 Welcome to Money is Funny, where we have a relaxed but important conversation about money and life and how we can make the best decision of both. I'm Michael Anthony, and that's Armand Chrome. And today's topic is, do you need a business partner? How you go about picking a business partner, which the show will let you know how money is funny. Armand, how you doing, baby? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. This is going to be an interesting topic today, business partners. I, I yes. never like working with other people, so I'll be curious to see what Mike uh, has to say about it on the subject, but I don't like working with business partners. I like working solo. Okay. You know, I have people I work with. I have 10 team members, but you know, I'm like the final decision, so right, you know, right, we'll right. see. But other than that, man, look, we just uh, got through uh, bringing my back, daughter back from the hospital. She's good now. Okay. Uh, you know, we're on summer break, so everything is good. I can't complain. Ooh, and you, sir. Do you, uh, do the kids play outside? Do you got the kids playing? Do Because you, you're from our generation. Do you make – I know it's different. Like, our parents would treat us like dogs and be like, you're playing out all day. We were outside kids. We were never in the house during the summertime. Mama, can I get some to drink? Your drink was the faucet. You could drink out the faucet outside. <laughs> the hose. The that whole, was the Gatorade drink. That was, that was it. You can't be you can't be tracking these kids all through my house. You can't air condition the whole. I mean, that was the that was our generation. We was outside kids doing summertime. So I want to know, is your kids outside? Uh, so I have to tell you, children right now. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say uh, that no, we do not let our kids out of our sights. Wow. We, we get scared. We coddle. We coddle saw. like big dogs. We saw. And it's so funny, too, because we just, me and my daughter, just watched Goonies for the first time. See, uh, that's the epitome of an outside kid. <laughs> that is and she was like, kid. she was like, look at all this freedom. Look it's at all this freedom. Why do I get not get to do it? <laughs> They're riding their bikes all over Tarnation. My daughter's look. like, why do what, what? You know, right. I'm like, you know. But in our defense, we did have some kids in our old house that were her age. She wasn't interested in playing with them. So it was like. Well, she, has, she has to keep going out to meet other kids, the ones that hang out and go on the adventure with. These kids found a map. <laughs> they found a map and it was like, let's go to – kids find a map today. They were like, huh, what are those? They wouldn't understand on how – they're like, can I GPS this? <laughs> can I GPS One-Eyed Willie? There's no way they can find – <laughs> But I will tell you, it's, it's a barren desert out there as far as kids. Kids are just not out playing like that so like you send your kid outside to play they'll be the only kid out there hot and then i, th I guess you don't want to have the only kid outside skipping rope by themselves they're like that kid is crazy <laughs> yeah kid. so they be text messaging each other this that and the other we have play dates trust that me kid. you know especially my kids they live in a great life i if that is the one thing that they got to go to therapy over in the future we cool we good so this, this is a great this is a good segue talking about playing with others let's talk about business and with others, partnering mm -hmm. up. And uh, today's guest is Mike Desher, okay. and he is a veteran, an entrepreneur. He's owned and exited five companies uh, in computer and apparel retail, uh, manufacturing and import export. He is currently the founder and owner of Media Group Promotions, 
And so I cannot wait to get, hopefully I said his last name right. See, now I got to ask him, did I say his name right? I should have asked him before. So hopefully he's like, yes, or I'm horrible. So I'll find out if you said his name right. And if he played outside as a kid and we'll find find out. I guarantee you Mike, Mike played outside as a kid. He definitely, and he's a veteran too. He did a lot of, first of all, I need to know what, Navy, Air Force, like I need Army. Like it depends on depends on what he says is whether or not I'm gonna like him. So let's bring him on. Hold on a second. Hey Mike. Hey guys, hi Armand. And yes, you did get my name right. Yes! Way yeah. to hey, go, you're public school. Way to go. What? what? You're a veteran of what? Well, you did get that wrong. I am I am not a veteran. Oh, you're unless, a veteran entrepreneur. Unless you count I'm a veteran entrepreneur, but unless oh, yeah, okay. you're a now, oh, I, I, you know, I did go to military school. <laughs> and on my right, veteran entrepreneur, like, yeah. like, just like, just be doing it, just uh, yeah, it's like what I do, and, and always just doing, my, going from entrepreneurship to the next. And to yeah. my that that'll be really a random credit just to throw in there. They're like, "Hi, I'm Michael Anthony. And I'm a stand-up com- comedian. I'm also a black belt in jujitsu." There's no reason for me to talk about that. <laughs> just there's no reason to bring up the, but either way. Appreciate your service, Mike. Thanks for coming in. Did Appreciate you play it. outside? Did you play outside? Oh, yeah. We didn't have TV or internet. I mean, there were dinosaurs to play with and all kinds of animals like that. We had a round can we'd kick around. It's fun. Call kick the can. All, all the kids in the neighborhood went out and, you know, all our parents cared about was make home, make sure you get home before the streetlights come on. That's still Same. accurate. That's still accurate. That's still yeah. very accurate. Yeah. That was the gig. So, Absolutely. growing up in Arkansas, my favorite game was uh, mud doblin fight, and you know because they was always building homes, and so we they'd have mounds of dirt, and we go out there and we would throw dirt at each other, but they were like little dirt clods, and we throw it be playing tag. It'd be war out there, and the only only problem with it is every once in a while a rock would be inside the dirt, <laughs> and that and that just makes you tougher. That makes you tougher. Now, nowadays, kids would be like, I can't go outside. I have a mud allergy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get dirty. I'll get my Nikes ripped. I can't, I can't, I can't go outside. I'm Look, a- son, I got my Jordans on. I can't go oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> and this is how you learn. You should not wear your best shoes when you're playing mud, whatever game our mom was talking about. <laughs> you didn't play that, huh, Mike? Nothing no. <laughs> I was always the kid that was trying to figure out how to make a buck. I was, hey. I, was, I was the lemonade stand kid or the, you know, whatever was going on. I, I could find a way to sell it or move it or something. That's what I was doing. Awesome. So, I, so I got a question for you, sir. Now, did you, where did you grow up? In the south, north, east, west? Well, I grew up in Los Angeles and Hawaii. Oh, so you right. did not play the dirt fight then? No. Well, kind of did because the part of LA that I lived in was in the middle of nowhere, and they were building houses around it. So all we had to do was to ride bikes in little dirt mounds and and play army and get muddy and all that crap. So yeah, my yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, I like did. this, Mike. We did that, and then my family's from Texas and Arkansas, so they grew up that way. <laughs> see, see, this Mike is way better. I need a trade. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's let's talk about business partnerships yeah. and all that. Uh, you you sir have been in different businesses. 
and I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Well, I used, I used to call myself a serial entrepreneur until I couldn't stand that word anymore because everybody was overusing it. So mm -hmm. I like to think of myself as a business person. So what's the actual term of serial entrepreneur? Yeah, that's somebody that's working on way too many businesses all at the same time and can't think about doing anything else other than creating business or helping people create business. I even do it now. I'm a mentor at College of William and Mary for their entrepreneurship program. That sounds like any actor, entertainer in L.A. When I go to town, I'm like, I'm an artist. I'm like, OK, what does that mean? I work at Target. I'm a singer. I'm a writer. I'm a director. I'm also a dancer. I'm like, oh, what are you making a living at? Oh, I work at Marshall's. OK. Yeah. Let's just say you're, say you're a salesperson and you have a lot of hobbies. But yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. People used to say, so you do what? And I'd say, I don't know. Just call me a renaissance man. I don't know. Whatever it is. I'll do whatever you need. <laughs> so uh, the topic is about business partners. Do you? How do you feel about picking a business partner? How, you, how would you approach picking a business partner? Let's try to convince our mind business partners could be a good thing. Okay. So, hey, Armand, depending on your business, and I've heard a lot about your business, and it would appear that you could use a partner for a lot of different things. But the problem is you probably hate partners. So you're afraid they're going to steal from you. They're going to cheat you. They're going to take your business. They're going to not work hard and want everything else, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's the deal most people have. But doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a partner. What you really need to have before you have a partner is a lawyer. And I don't care if you're going into business with your brother, your sister, your father, your uncle, your best friend, your wife, anybody else. First thing you got to do is stop by a lawyer so everybody stays friends. And you draw up a partnership agreement and you put all the legalities down and you think of everything you would do just like you would do in a state plan. Just so funny. We were just talking about our mutual best friend as a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Call and Alex up. All my friends are accountants or lawyers, one or the other. I don't know how I seem to attract them. <laughs> okay, so uh, now that you've got this lawyer, acquired a lawyer, and then now how how you would you go about picking a, a partner? It depends on why you want a partner. Is always the question. Why why would you want to have a partner? Most of the time, from what I've seen in you know training other entrepreneurs, I'll call it that, or consulting with other people that are that are wanting to start a business. You usually take on a partner because you're missing some part of expertise that you don't have. Okay. And I can give you kind of an example of that. Uh, my business is Media Group Promotions. We've been around around 20 years. And we're probably one of the only companies in the United States that has no employees. So everybody that we work with is a contract employee. And we started out that way. There were five of us that had the same idea of what we were going to do and decided that you know, at first it was, let's form an LLC. No, let's form a corporation. Let's form an S corporation. Let's talk to a lawyer. You go up and down and around. How are we going to split the partnership up? What's going to be? And we all decided we should all be sole proprietorships. Mm. You know, your way. I'll run my business my way. As we need each other's expertise, we'll share it back and forth. And the golden part of it was when we needed expertise, we could hire the best people. So I didn't have to have an employee that maybe wasn't real good. So, for instance, a big part of our business is doing trade shows, building trade show booths and that for companies. 
And to do that, you need a lot of expertise. You might need a graphic artist, but you need a graphic artist who can do 3D renderings. Okay. And then you need another graphic artist that can do video and another graphic artist that can do two-dimension stuff. And there's very few of them that can do all of it. So rather than me having employees wasting time, I hire the best of the best, pay them more money than they would normally get, and I get the best work out of them. And when our project's done, they go work with somebody else until I need them again. Okay. So I didn't. I don't need partners, but I call those people partners. When you're thinking about partners in a traditional sense, like Armand, you might be thinking about, you know, this is somebody you're going to go into business with. You're going to sit next to each other at a desk and exchange ideas and grow the business and all that. And as it starts to grow, you're going to have to take on other partners also, whether you like it or not. Those partners are your accountants, your lawyers, your consultants, your advisors, your real estate brokers to look for property wherever you're going to be if you need it. All of those other things that you build a business out of. So your question, Michael, is how do you find a partner? Same way you find a friend. Okay. In my opinion, you know, who is it? You either seek out talent, like you go on LinkedIn and you find the best of the best and see if they want to get involved with you. Mm -hmm. Or you talk to your friends. If you know somebody, respect somebody, you're in the service with somebody, you respect them, you know them, you trust them, is probably the biggest thing. Do you trust them? You okay. got to trust your, You got to trust your partners. Got it. Got it. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, just like normally, like, Finding a friend, a referral, you hung out, you bumped into somebody, and you mesh well, and you had a uh, chemistry with them. You also had mentioned that um, you don't really have – well, the best way to have a business partner is you find someone that has an expertise that you necessarily lack. Right. And you share the profits with And that makes perfect sense because that means when you have – you know, you look at something like Rockefeller or Rockefeller, the hip-hop group. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware. You had you had yeah Jay Z. You had the businessman. You had uh, the talent, which was Jay Z. He was also a business partner, but he also had Damon Dash, which was a, a, a other partner, but he was more of a money man and magic. And then they had Biggs, which was the guy completely behind the scenes that no one ever really saw. No one really knew who he was, and they had a partnership. And I think they was able to expedite the, the services that they would need all right we're going to do a club here who's going to perform jay-z obviously who's going to be the money man who's going to be in there who's going to be touched because i feel like we're certain businesses there's always the guy that's doing the negotiating yep whereas and it feels like the guy that's kind of the face of the company is never really do the negotiating because they feel like negotiating can get kind of in a for lack of words, it could get ugly. <laughs> it could get a little ugly. And the, they the, got a little larceny in their soul. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. So, so I imagine, you know, and basically keeping with his example, the reason why you might want to form a partnership in the beginning is because you don't really have the, uh, the money to hire someone to do what you can't do. And so they're basically going in at the ground floor, helping you to build if you need need that and then there and then therefore that's why you need the lawyer and get all that in contact and you have this expertise and i have this expertise and we're both trying to get this off the ground so forth and so forth and then voila voila partnership is formed yeah. so you're, you're you're dividing it out really so let's say you're the creative guy or michael you're the creative guy 
And I'm the operational guy. I know how to make stuff move from one place to another. And Armand, you're the graphic artist. So the three of us all have to work together as a team to get anything to happen. But we got separate mindsets and separate things that we bring to the party to make it all happen. So, hmm. and then, and then we set goals for each other and as for the team for us to do. And then, I guess quarterly we'll do a reevaluation. All right, did we meet the quota for these things that we're going to get done? And then we could just then judge how far as this partnership could go. Because if everyone's not pulling their weight, we have to let some people go, right? Yeah, which is an, is another good lesson. You never go into a partnership 50-50. Somebody's mm -hmm. got to have control, right? So yeah. if we were all going to go in a business together, we wouldn't go in at 33 and a third percent, you know? Right. Oh. That out. I'd have, you know, 34% and you guys would have 33 point whatever. Wait, okay. so, so you can get rid of me whenever you want to, Mike? Is that huh? what it is? Oh, you're it, trying to get rid of me whenever you want to because you like the other mic better. I see how it is. It happens all the time. So I used to work at Apple Computer okay. for a while and from 97 until about 2006, something like that. And uh, if you remember Steve Jobs? Yep. Way back when, remember, he started a company and then the board of directors threw him out? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. So that's why you want to own most of the company. <laughs> Got it. And that's back to back to the Rockefeller Jay-Z situation. Jay was able to buy pretty much Dame out of Rockefeller, and Dame hasn't been able to really rebound since then. That's right. Didn't have yeah. the talent. And this and this and this happens all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah, and well, especially in music, it happens. It happens almost almost every time, right? One or another, because you're starting with an artist, and majority of artists, I won't say all of them, but the majority uh, don't have a lot of business acumen on their own, right? Or the granularity of it, right? The, right. The legal stuff. That's why they have they have good lawyers and good accountants and all that. It's not not their mm. thing. So, but if you were starting a business today, Mike, you would not be looking for a partner, right? You'd be doing it on your own and hire it all out, correct? Having known what I know now, I mean, there are two things. When we started, we started doing everything remote. So we're probably one of the longest companies that has always been working remotely. We've got 3,800 people in our company, actually. that I call them part of the Rolodex, right? Old school term to it, but that's kind of what it is. Because if I need to have a particular person that does a particular thing, I can find one. And not only do I find them, I find the best one. Okay. So I wouldn't have employees because I don't want to pay, pay employee tax. I don't want to have them come into an office because I don't want to pay for the office. And I want to hire people that are the best at what they're at to do what I need done. So then I'm delivering a quality product for the client. And I can do it at the cheapest price because I don't have all that extra overhead expense. Right. It's like when the trade show business went, went to put and because there wasn't any convention centers to go hold a trade show, mm. we didn't do any business for two years because all those convention centers were closed down. We right. continued to do business in other areas, promotional products and apparel and you know all the other stuff that would go along with it, printing, uh, but there wasn't anything to do. And a lot of my competition, unfortunately, just went out of business because they had 100,000 square foot warehouses and they had, you know, 50, 60 employees and no income. So they just couldn't, couldn't keep it up. Right. So it, it depends on the end goal of your business. Also, a lot of, a lot of people want to start a business, get in, get out, sell it, start another one. 
make money and do that. And some are good at it. It's very few, but some are good at it. And other people want to go into business because they have a passion and they just love it, which is really, I think, personally, the way you should go into business. And I think those businesses that's built off of passion last the longest. They last the longest. And the people that you want to surround yourself with, whether they're a partner or a contractor or whatever, you want them to have the same passion. Well, you, if can't you just have quality, a passion for making money, though, Mike? Is it what? Can't you just have a passion for making money? You know, oh, there's two sides of this argument of, <laughs> oh, you should do your passion, and my passion is baking cookies, versus do something that you're good at. It may not be like your passion, but like you're really good at it, and you can make a lot of money doing it. Yeah, well, it's like since I was a little kid, <laughs> you kind of hit it on the head. My, my passion, if I allow myself to drill down into it, is making money. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I used to like to collect coins in books, right? <laughs> and do that. And it wasn't because I was interested in what the dates and the coins were and all that. So when I knew when I had a book, I had 11 bucks. <laughs> and if I could sell that to somebody and make 15, I was even happier. <laughs> There I've loved money since I was a little kid. I, I think it's ingrown. I mean, they would give me two dollars. I would hold on to that two dollars for years. I'm like, that two dollars is mine. They'd be like, "Oh, do you want to buy some bubble gum?" Nope, nope. I, no, I just want. I want to save. It does not mean I don't like spending money. No. <laughs> now, but I like saving though too. How do you? Uh, and Mike, when you get this business partner and you guys are really vibing and you both have this passion for something, how do you prevent? the passion and this business partner coming too much of a friendship. Is it okay to be friends with your business partner? Sure. But it's, it's uh, also very important to communicate, you know, having a business partner is the same as when you're looking for a spouse or some kind of life partner. If you're not honest with them, if you don't keep your communication open, it isn't going to last long. Okay. And if you think a divorce is expensive, imagine what a divorce with a business is like. It costs Jeff Bezos $60 billion. <laughs> now you can see why Mike was yelling at me about having a shiny face. He's always been honest with me. That's why we was keeper to keeper. That's it's right. keeper. <laughs> but not the her in this. <laughs> no. No. Uh so when when you say it, to keep it like a relationship and uh be honest. So even when like say we've seen a lot of shows like Secessions and all these business shows and mad men and all that so you see people having you know their business partners go out and acquire other people's business or try to do deals with them behind each other's back that's a big no-no right yeah generally except in some industries i find it kind of funny if you're a stockbroker you're what you do on your own you're kind of an individual contractor even if you work you know if you work for merrill lynch or something like that mm -hmm you're building a book of business, you're building clients, you're getting clients with you. And that is what creates your wealth. Cause you can take that and go to another company and take all your clients with you, which in most companies, that would be a sin. And they, I've done, I've done that before. Done Everybody's twice. done it. <laughs> of course, of course. And, but, uh, I, but I've never had a partner. Especially in my in my industry, I've never had to deal with a partner. I have people who I vibe with, kind of like me and Mike's relationship, or other financial advisors who we bounce ideas off of. But in our world, you know, and I, I well, I take that back. In our world, we have to partner up with uh, like OSJ or or, or uh, uh, 
a governing body that makes sure that we are uh, compliant, you know, doing all the right things. So, you know, that sort of is a partnership in a sense, a necessary evil, but not like another financial advisor. Uh, just never had to do that. But keeping with what you're saying, I 1099 my employees too. And I have people who contract out that help me to take care of my clients and the same thing. I have a Rolodex of people that I pull off when I need estate planning or taxes or whatever the case may be. And we work together for a little bit to get whatever we need to get done, done. And then we go off in our own separate corners, running our own business. And I just find that to be the most effective possible way. I've seen other financial advisors partner up and be like, Hey, I'll do the investments. You do the insurance. It's just kind of unnecessary in my, in my opinion, but the way you brought it up earlier today, as far as, or at least I kind of brought it home, I guess a little bit of, if I don't have any money and we're both trying to get something off the ground and Mike is, you know, very good at X and I'm very good at Y and we can just kind of come together like Voltron and be a, a good solid unit. It may move a little bit faster if it vibes and if the marriage works, but like you said, you have to get contracts in order. You need to communicate very well and, you know, uh, just maybe have the same kind of work ethic. I don't know, or at least the same vision of where you guys are going in the long run. Yep, it's true. And yeah, partners are good for a lot of people. I've had partners in past businesses and it's been okay where we shared expertise, but the only reason they worked was because we had really good agreements. You know, if I decide I want to leave or I drop dead or you drop dead or you know, anything happens, here's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to owe me this much or I'm going to owe you that much. And you stay friends and you shake hands and you go on with your life. Sounds easy. Sounds easy, but difficult. It is easy. It is easy. Prior planning <laughs> prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, one more question before we let you go, Mike. So in terms of bringing up the analogy about the relationship and marriage, does business relationship partners have a more of a success rate than marriages? Because marriages fail and a lot of divorces. Is uh, the success rate higher with business partners or are they just as? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to ask Dr. Google about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, if I was a guessing man, a lot of businesses don't work out. So just off the sheer fact that a lot of businesses don't work, I would have to say probably business partnership don't work out more than business marriage. I think it's damn near equal because if you can't hold a marriage together, you probably can't hold a business together. This is why you're the veteran. This is why you're the veteran. Mike, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, if people have any more questions on how they get a hold of you in the media group, how can they get in touch with you? The best thing to do is go to uh, mediagrouppromotions.com. Or if you forget my name, it's on the screen there. You can just Google my name and, I come up on about 20 pages and you'll find me through one of them. Awesome. Media group promotions. We had actually just recently changed the name. It's always been media group, but because the guy wouldn't sell me the URL, it used to be hyphen consulting.com. So promotions finally came up, which is what we do is we help promote businesses. Perfect. So we changed to media group promotions.com. Awesome. And just Mike at media group promotions.com. Easy peasy. Easy. Easy. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, guys, if you like our show, you'd like to hear more about finances, tune in next week. We'll be talking a little bit more about business partners and 
how to go about picking them. And if you want to find me, I'll be at the real Mike Jones on IG, and you can find Armand at prunefinancial.com and the financial effect. Look me up. Thanks for listening to Money is Funny. Take care, guys. Tune in next week. Music by Stream Beats. Universe Media Mastering. Your audio more listenable.